What's up, everybody? Welcome to Building Our Power. This is Gabby. And KB. And we're back with another episode. A little bit of housekeeping. Remember, guys, we are raising funds to keep our community fridge stocked. If you'd like to donate to that, make sure you check out the description for PayPal information as well as merch information. 100% of proceeds go to community fridge and propaganda also frito-lay is on strike nabisco products are on strike do not cross the picket lines we have to uh be in solidarity with the workers there we'll put links in there about the strike information all right guys uh the episode is here we want to talk about not voting hashtag do not vote uh kt has some good uh info she wants to share with us and we're gonna get this conversation started so we have all heard about the lesser of two evils, right? We've all heard that we must choose one singular person. And if that person does not uh, go good with our own policies, we must choose them anyway. My question is, and my argument really is, is how do we determine who is the lesser of two evils? Mm-hmm. Are we actually calculating it? Are we uh, comparing how many millions of undocumented indigenous people have been deported? Are we adding up political party, uh, which one of them conducted more drones? Are we saying who had the highest military budget? Are we, you know, figuring out how many pipelines we're done? That's kind of where I'm at is like, I feel like, at some point we have to stop the lesser of two evil debate because we're basically comparing our livelihoods to evil. Why would we even do that? I don't know. What do you think, Gabby? Um, So uh, let's talk about this lesser of two evils thing. That's a good point that you make because, uh, first of all, we're very U.S.-centric, very U.S.-centric. Even now, looking back, like, I'll even admit my trash ways. I voted for Bernie Sanders. I was telling people to vote for Bernie Sanders, but Bernie Sanders is an imperialist as well. He believes in regime change wars. He believes in uh, U.S. military interferences and all that types of stuff. So when I was like, oh, Bernie Sanders is obviously, legitimately this time, the lesser of two evils, I wasn't thinking about what the people overseas would have to deal with. Apparently, that's not my, that's, I'm not uh, concerned with that. I wasn't concerned with that. But what we have to know is, here's the deal about it. Anybody that gets to a significant level to where they're running for the president, they're having corporate uh, backers, they're getting screen time, they will be good tools of the United States Corporation. Okay. Now, some may want to give you a little bit of more assistance here or there, but ultimately the number one focus is how do we keep the corporation United States of America strong? What will be funding these increases in uh, welfare, these increases in, quote-unquote, entitlements? They're going to be going overseas to find another country to exploit, and are you going to be okay with that? So that's definitely something that we have to take into account. There's no lesser of two evils because anybody that's driving this United States boat is going to be into some evilness. I feel like I feel like they uh they make it seem like it's necessary though. Like voting is a necessary part of your freedom. 
if you are over here and uh, you're voting for the Democratic Party, you're doing justice by you electing this one singular person. And I think it's important for us to, to look at that and be like, okay, well, how long have I been voting? Mm-hmm. How much actually calculated justice have I done as a singular person? I feel like they all, they like try to make it seem like there's a distinction between the two parties when in actuality, um, the U.S., they're all pledging their allegiance to the same freaking flag. They're all waving those blue stripes and saying, oh, I pledge allegiance to this America. I pledge allegiance to all the slave owners at the beginning of this country, to all the genocide that we cause on Native people. And I, I have to, we have to look at that like as leftists, as communists, as comrades, anarchists, things like that. And we, have to, we have to really take a look and listen and say, what are we doing? Like, are we contributing? What are we contributing to imperialism when we're voting? Yeah. What are we contributing to uh, all of all of the United States? Whose harm, what harm are we ourselves causing in our own communities when we're voting in these so-called democratic, uh, even queer people? I, I just, I don't understand it. I don't you know, know something that I'm thinking about, too, is I'm thinking about American Idol. Okay. Okay. I feel like... As time has gone by, as time has progressed uh, even more now, like the Obama, the Obama, the Biden Trump uh, campaign was one of the most expensive campaigns. Like this whole election cycle is not about you and I. No. This is about the corporations that's doing the lobbying, the the uh, consulting firms that's making the millions. Like, you would be surprised how much of this money you're donating to these uh, little uh, candidates is going just to consultants. Like, this is a multi-million, billion-dollar industry in hyping us up, getting us riled up so that they can get more money to give to the uh, the media companies to make the commercials. Like, it's not about us at this point. But it's really not. It, they make it seem like it is. With the marketing and the yes. PR. Do you see what I'm saying? They're, it's literally like, a, like Coke. Drink Coke. It's a lifestyle. It's a brand Apple. Apple. It's a brand. It's a lifestyle. It's a this. It's a that. They've done so much PR that you really think if you get an apple, you're going to be a successful entrepreneur. I mean, it's the same thing with the voting thing. If if there was no TV campaign ads, if there was no mass debates on TV, if there was no free advertisement for these campaign and politicians, most of us wouldn't give a damn. And most of us wouldn't even see a difference in our life half the time. We over here fighting each other. Because they rallying us up for views on media. They're rallying us up for uh, these nonprofits, getting enough people uh, registered so they can get money. Like, everybody has a profit motive in this but us. And we're the ones getting played. That makes me think of, uh, that makes me think of, like, how, you're right, it's just a TV show. It's basically the electoral, the entirety of the electoral show is designed to and marketed to encourage us to believe that our vote matters, our singular vote matters, and that it's the most important decision of our entire lives that we could possibly make. Yeah, think about it. And and, and the, the messed up part is that if we set up here and we say voting doesn't matter, 
just those singular words, those just those words causes so much uproar because we've been prop we've literally been propagandized so much by that that uh even Gabby and I we've been called fascists by us just saying we shouldn't vote. Right. Because we feel like it just does, there's no point in it. Not only is there literally no point, but it goes against like, if you really want an egalitarian society, if you really want non-hierarchical st- type stuff, if you really want to help people long term, you got to stop. You're causing harm. And I'll, I'll say this as well. I would invi- advise anybody who hasn't heard to listen to our episode, Why the Civil Rights Movement Fell and Martin Luther King Was a Sellout. In these episodes, we detail how in the 60s, the government literally used voting as a way to... Um, quell the black civil the black liberation civil rights movement Mm. like legitimately listen to our episode click on the links that we give you wikipedia articles and other articles that talk about how when black people were getting fed up and starting to mobilize starting to uh form their own political parties starting to do for self the government literally came in and chose the leaders and said, we're giving you millions of dollars to divert the attention away from liberation and just into voting for candidates. And ever since then, we've been falling for the okie doke. <laughs> so here's my question about this. I've done my little reading. 1792. Before then, only people that could vote was white man that owned property. 1792, owning property did not become a prerequisite to voting. So you, as long as you were white and a man, you could vote after mm-hmm. 1792. Okay, let's think about this. There are still poor white men in America. Majority of these people that you see in the Appalachians and the Midwest that are just like living on dirt roads and in shacks, Everybody in their family have been poor for as long as they can remember. Like, legit, since they came off wherever they came off. Watch Exterminate All the Brutes. They talk about it. These people have had a 200-year start, 300-year start, two, or at least 200-year start from everybody else. These folks is still in poverty. Mm-hmm. These people's quality of life have not changed, and they've been voting. So what makes you think that you as a black woman, you as an indigenous person, you as a, uh, in, uh, a undocumented person coming from somewhere will have a better chance than somebody that's had the right to vote since 1792. Baby, it ain't finna work. You've just been more propagandized. And then you look at the people that are over there and say that they're voting against their own interests when they've literally had more time to decide what they want to do and nothing has changed for them. And look at us. Has anything changed for us? Again. They put all that money into getting us to vote for Joe Biden. They put all that money into getting us to uh, vote for the Georgia race. They brought everybody down to Georgia. They had everybody working on them campaigns for Georgia. And we didn't even get a $15 minimum wage. And we didn't even get $2,000 checks when them folks got voted in. So, exactly. I think, you know what I think it is? I think it's kind of like religion. People are scared to stop believing 
because yeah. they do not know there are other alternatives. Yes. Okay. There are definitely other Just like with, with Christianity, you can give them all the facts and be like, okay, this wasn't true, this wasn't true, there's no historical evidence, there's this, there's that, blah, blah, blah. They're scared because they think if I stop believing, I'll go to hell. With voting, people are scared because they're like, okay, if I stop believing in the electoral politics, then we really are doomed. There really is no, there really is no happy ending of this capitalist system. What do I do? So I think that's that's what our job is to do. But I'm gonna let you finish on your little part, and then we'll talk about uh, some alternatives to the electoral politics. Yeah. So I agree with literally every single thing you said, Gabby. I also want to add that. Our current, like, whenever you guys are like, okay, well, I'm anti-colonialist, I'm anti-imperialist, I want you to think about where our current um, governmental system came from, where it started, right, and how it has evolved, essentially. So what what did we do? You mentioned, Gabby, the 1700s, and so it, rem- it reminded me that, hey, you know, there were indigenous people that were living here before we came and we literally killed them all. Not only did we kill indigenous people, we literally took their entire culture away from them. Their entire government that they may have had before. And what my point is, is that if you are anti-colonialist, you are anti-capitalist, you have to do some research and look back on what the entirety of the native people were doing during that time. You have to. And you have to support that. If you support giving land back, you have to support the indigenous people who say, stop voting. You're not helping us. You're causing harm. You have to. Yeah. So anyway, that's kind of that was kind of my my point in regards to that. I did also want to kind of add. This is kind of off topic, but not really. Um, whenever I was researching uh, indigenous cultures and stuff and what they did before, they had what we call like a consensus decision making type thing, where there really wasn't a leader unless that leader was needed, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So if, let's say, uh, they're running out of corn or they were running out of something, they would go to the farmer who literally knows everything about corn and would say, hey, do you mind being our leader in the time being so that we can get our corn back together? Mm-hmm. And so then that was literally it. And there was also, like I said, consensus decision-making where it wasn't just uh, five people up at the top making the decision. It was most of the time the whole community would have to agree on it. So I would say yes. Gabby would say yes. And then so would all of our freaking neighbors. Right. If we didn't do that, then we would, there would be like an open debate circle where people could go to it. And then if we all didn't agree on it, then that was it. It's not good. Like, we just can't agree. We'll have to go ahead and have a determiner determine it. I don't know. Anyway, y'all should look that up. It's really, really important that you know that there are other options to voting um, that are not colonial-based. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so she'll put the link in there. And I think that... You know, people want to say that uh, local politics are important. 
I think they can be used as a tool, if that can be used as a tool of harm reduction, if anything, for the simple fact, KT's rolling the eyes, but for this, okay, it takes less money to run a candidate locally. If all I need you to do is just sit down in there and vote no on everything, that's what your job is. And I feel like that can be a little bit of something to at least deter the impending doom uh, while we trying to organize and get stuff done. So I'd say that, but then I would say don't waste all your money on that either. But if you if there's like little positions and stuff that you know you can get somebody who is a socialist or a quote-unquote leftist or whatever up in to just be a disruptor, to just kind of be like a little bolder in, in the way of, of some of these capitalist practices in your local area. I'd say that that could be, that's not something to just dedicate a whole bunch of time for, but that's something you could go out and vote for, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, let me finish my I disagree, I disagree. Uh, you can disagree, but I'm just, I'm saying if you are going to vote and that's something that you want to do, that would be something that would make the most sense. Obviously, you ain't finna get a mayor that's finna be just uh, pro-communism. Uh, then what's but, the point? But I'm talking about like in your uh, school board, in your city council, in your county commissioner or whatever, you get a couple people in there that just... If somebody's coming saying we want to bulldoze this little apartment area in order to build something else, y'all can be in the way to 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 stall and to stop certain things like that. And I'm, I mean that's that's not I'm not saying it's nothing. It's not anything revolutionary. It's not anything that's gonna change the world. But that would be in my consideration harm reduction because that's literally tangible. I see it. You're blocking it for a little bit for us as we do what we want to do. Okay, so I want to ask then, Gabby. We we talked about this on a previous episode about one of our county commissioners that um, we were pro for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think you even tried to did, – did you vote for her? I don't no. know. Anyway. So um, we pe- – uh, people of Memphis – uh, voted her in, Tammy Sawyer, into county commissioners, okay? And in our brains, that was harm reduction, right? Because she was like, uh, I'm pro-black people, I'm pro-LGBT, I'm pro-this, I'm pro-that, blah, blah, blah. But what we come to find out, which is why what Gabby said is unnecessary and not something you should do anyway, hmm. what we've come to find out is that she has basically, just like everybody else in this system, um, been taken by money, been paid by money so that she doesn't vote on certain things, I'm sure, or Ooh, she gets vo- or she gets voted outvoted because she's with a whole bunch of people who are not like in her same uh, political sphere. So it's kind of useless to even have her in there to begin with. I say all of this to say we cannot vote one singular person in or three singular people in or five people in to a system that is designed to harm us you can't it's just like throwing po- uh, a good police officer into a good uh into a bad system and thinking oh well he's a good apple he's gonna continue to be a good apple no they're gonna stick up for their colleagues they're not gonna snitch 
They're both going to take money. You can't vote nobody in. If you're not, if you're going to be anti-voting federally, you cannot vote state and you cannot vote. Uh, hold on, hold on. I'm almost done. And you cannot vote locally. I th and I'm adding this at the end. There was a famed French uh, anarchist, Elise Recluse. You guys can look him up. He said, to vote is to give up your own power. To elect a, a master or many for a long or short time is to resign one's liberty. Instead of entrusting the defense of your interests to others, see to the matter by yourselves. Instead of trying to choose advisors that will guide you in the future actions, do the things yourself and do it now. So, yeah. Okay. Because he's he trying to make a point. I never said that this was nothing revolutionary. I ain't saying it's revolutionary. I said if you just want to vote and you want to have somebody up in there who at least ain't going to vote on everything bad in your local city, because that's something I can say. If I want somebody that's going to always uh, champion for the teachers and the students or whatever, that's my M.O. I'm not going to stop nobody from voting locally because who knows, you may be able to get one thing up out of there. I'm not going to campaign. I'm not going to tell you to donate to those people. I'm not going to tell you to campaign. But if that's something you want to do, I can see how that can at least uh, deter for momentarily some of the harm that could possibly come in if you just had all capitalists in your bowl. Is it just to make yourself feel better? Because to me, it, like when you're saying, okay, well, uh, if you want to go out and vote, then you have it, that every right. Or if you want to go do this, I'm not going to tell you not to do blah, blah, blah. Like, is it a way to make yourself feel better that, oh, I'm actually uh, trying my best to um, put somebody in there who's not a capitalist? Like, is that what it is? For me personally? Well, not you personally, but like kind of you personally. I'm not voting for nobody, but I'm just saying. But do you think that, that that would be, like think about America's individualistic ideology and stuff like that. If you were to go to somebody and said, okay, well, you've got to vote in your state election, or not state, but in your local election. I'm not saying you have to, but, you know, if you really want to depend on something or you really kind of want to feel better about maybe doing blah, blah, blah. Like, is that No, it's selfish? not about that. No, it's not about that. Because I'm thinking about, like, even, okay, some of these county commissioners and these city leaders are trash. But I do know that they do do things in the community, like, you know, basic stuff, like giving distributing out food, clothing, stuff like that. I know if it was a whole bunch of white people up in that city council, they wouldn't be doing that shit. So I'm just saying, I mean, they're doing something. So if you wanted to vote for them instead of the white man that ain't going to do nothing else, yes, your M.O. And I could see why. So then my question to that then is, that doesn't make sense to me. We have people every day who are out here helping the homeless. We have people out here every day who are, I wait, I'm that. not finished, I'm not finished, that are distributing things. What's the purpose of having those leaders if we already have people that are doing it? Because they have more funds and resources than we do. So I, I, that's all that, I'm so saying. That, so that, it's a capitalist tank. No, it's not. Okay, so I want 
you to be able to feed this whole neighborhood today, Dylan? Well, I can't because I don't have a plan. I need to have a plan and stuff like that first. Oh, and you need money too. You need resources. Okay, but that's what I'm saying. There are people like uh, the community fridge. The community fridge lady, she needed money. She needed resources. What'd she do? She didn't go out there and say, oh, I'm a community leader. I am a, a mayor. I'm getting paid $200,000 a year. Now I'm going to do this. No, then people are elite. They are a, our 1%. That's what they are. They're our 1% in our state. I mean, in our, our city. So there's no reason to even think at least a tiny bit that they're gonna do anything in the interest of us that's not gonna help them long term. And we talk about Definitely, we know that, we know that. But listen, listen to this, listen to this, listen to this, listen to this, listen to this. You're acting like I'm over here finna be campaigning for these people. No, listen to I me, listen saying. to me. And here's an example. Tammy and other people were able to get the mask mandate back into play in the city. If we would have had some little Republican folks, we wouldn't have had that, okay? And that's something important. But that's what I'm saying. It's not nothing big, but if you'd rather have somebody in there, that's what I'm saying. Harm reduction makes more sense in the local level. Because, I mean, you're doing trash shit, but at least you're making folks put on their masks. So, for that, you ain't finna get no cookies, but mm, that is something. That's not good enough of harm reduction. That's not considered harm reduction to me. And we can we can disagree. Okay, we'll talk fine. about that later. We can make a whole other episode about this. But I do think that, uh, yeah. I, Gabby says that if you want to, you can, whatever, vote in your local elections. I say don't do it at all. If you have any type of morals or values, do mm. not vote at all. That sounds kind of a committee said judgy. Um, but guys, okay, so I found some information that was very interesting. So did y'all know Huey Newton uh was in favor of electoral politics when it came to uh voting for Shirley Chisholm in the what? presidential election? Well, how many I said I think it got eleven thousand or more, or maybe it was a hundred thousand. People registered to vote um, was saying, like, this is the candidate for the poor and the middle class black people to vote for. And we just see time and time again. Here, this is my thing. History. We don't have to guess. History. Life. Experience. If, like we talked about in the other episode, other episode if voting has not worked, to change our quality of life thus far, it's never going to work. Especially now that even the middle class white folks ain't getting none of them. Nope. Even they getting fed up. You see what I'm saying? If those people getting fed up, what makes you think that you special? We're at the bottom of the totem pole if you're black. So next, next part, what are alternatives to electoral politics. Okay. So firstly, we have to figure out what is it that we need? Why is it that we would need to vote for uh, politicians? Okay. So a lot of times what we need personally is things <laughs> to pretty much combat what uh, capitalism has done. So people aren't making enough money. They need food stamps. 
they need some type of governmental assistance with uh, unemployment or some type of something to help them make it on minimum wage. Mm-hmm. Uh, people need health care. Uh, the schools aren't educating the children enough. Schools need money. Schools need resources. Okay. So, there are things we can do right now. Instead of depending on a government. Number one, food. We've already been talking about that with mutual aid. We have enough people and we have enough resources and people have enough connection to make sure that the community is fed. Right. That should be a no-brainer. Clothing. We have enough resources. Stop going to Plato's Closet. Stop going to the Depop and Grill and the uh, Goodwills. And just put that those clothes together and figure out how you can distribute them to people in your community. Help them get school supplies. Help them get school clothes. Go to the schools themselves. See what classes need tutoring help. Yep. Organize that amongst your people. What else is something that we need? Health care. Now, that's a bigger one. But eventually, we should get to the point where we have people that don't mind providing non-emergency care to people, at least helping them with screenings and stuff like that. Like, this is stuff that we can do ourselves. After we get this out the way, ain't no need. I feel like that's what the problem is. People don't feel like there's another alternative. We provide folks with the alternative. There will be no need. So that's why we're telling y'all don't vote, but... I want my actions and our actions to show for themselves. Like, we're telling you don't vote because we got you. We're telling you don't vote because we have each other. This government wants us to work ourselves to death, and that's it. Yep. We have the power in ourselves to have a growing, sustaining community or we care for one another, or we provide for one another, where we protect each other. That's it. And that's all I got to say. And it's not even utopian, because the mutual aid stuff is being done right now. We start here. We grow. We grow. We grow. And then we get to the point that we need to be. Yes, I definitely agree with you, Gabby. Uh, and we will make sure to put some mutual aid links in the description box. So, uh yeah, is there anything else? Are we ready to wrap no, up? No, that's it. We just, we all we got. That's all we want to say. Um, Thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode. Um, make sure you hit us up on our social media accounts at Building RPWR. We have an Instagram. We have a TikTok. We have a Twitter. Uh, hit KT up at KT underscore does art. Hit me up at Gabby's Music. And thanks, guys. Share this with a friend if it hits ya. Make sure you also <laughs> don't forget to don't cross the picket line of Frito-Lay and Nabisco. And about our community fridge, description is, link is in the description. All right, we out.